you're tuning into and she shall be called woman i am very excited about this show on this afternoon or this morning um in some places in afternoon and others um, i will be interviewing none other than officer nikea jones this morning and i am so grateful that she's taking time out of her day just to sit and discuss with us amen um, before we get started with our interview, of course, I'm going to read a scripture in your hearing, something that God just placed on my heart. And then I have um, a special surprise guest in the studio with me. I have my mother here with me this morning, Mother Joan, and she will be doing our opening prayer and then we'll get straight into our interview. So our scripture is going to be coming from Mark chapter 6, verse 1. And it reads, and when he was out and and he went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence has this man these teachings? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter's son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and amongst his own kin, and his own house. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the village teaching. And so we'll have our morning prayer by Mother Joanne. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Father God. We come to you with our heads bowed and our hearts full. Lord, we ask you this morning to bless all that are listening, all that hear the word of God. We need a healing in this land, Lord Jesus, yes. a healing like never before. We need a healing with the young people, Lord Jesus, that are astray, that haven't been trained in their homes. Lord, we're asking you to also fill up the churches, Lord Jesus, with your people. We're asking the people to go forth and pray. Prayer works. And Lord, we know that you will not do anything but bless us. Yes, God. You're not a liar, Lord Jesus, so everything that you promise us you give to us. We only have to be obedient. And I want the listeners to know, Lord Jesus, please let them receive it in their hearts that everything that we do, Lord Jesus, you know, you see, and you try to guide us. Yes, God. We need to be more obedient. Yes, God. More obedient to the Word of God. Let Him lead you. And Lord Jesus, bless this radio station yes, God. and bless the families that are connected with the station. Yes, Lord. Bless all the people in all the churches, all the pastors to lead their people and not lead them astray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we are going to be bringing on Officer Nikea Jones. Amen. Amen. Officer Nikea Jones, you're with us. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I am doing well. How are you doing, woman of God? I am blessed. I am blessed. That was amazing. The prayer, it, you all just, it was affirmation. Amen. The prayer and the, the reading. So I just, I just thank God for both of you. Bless the Lord. Thank We're you. excited to have you with us this morning. We're going to allow you the opportunity to first start off by introducing yourself to the listeners this morning. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm Officer <laughs> Nakaya Jones. <laughs> um, I'm from Ohio. Um, I was in law enforcement for 22 years. Um, I became a law enforcement officer because I wanted to make a difference for our community Amen. and to change the narrative as far as all officers are bad. I wanted to be that officer that you could come to and that really was there to help you and to assist you. Um that's basically basically my story. I'm married. I have six beautiful children, yes. um, and I've recently relocated to Atlanta, Georgia. All right, 
Amen. I love Atlanta. Uh, I haven't been in a few years, but oh my goodness, I love Atlanta, Georgia. I can't <laughs> wait to go back out there yes. just for visiting. <laughs> Me and my mom went one year together and it was amazing. So we're going to just go, go right into the interview. I know I didn't want you to give up too much information because I do. I did take time to read your bio and I was very, not just impressed, but I was just heartfelt watching you. And let me just explain what I mean by that. Because during the time that that video came out that ended up going viral was a first encounter that I've ever saw you. So that was the first time I saw you and I watched the video. Um, I want to say it was the same day that you recorded it um, because it did hit the nation really hard. Um, the the death of the young man but then the video came and it just secured us in our faith foundation and connectivity with the african-american community and so to see a woman and a woman of god and a woman officer stand up to all of those police officers and call out things like that it really did my heart good and i want to say it was that day when i searched for you on facebook and at uh, sent you a friend request, and I know that we've never really um, conversated, but it was since that day that I watched you that I followed you, and I just want you to know that when I first saw you. So I can just truly say that this time today is a divine appointment because never did I know that I would ever be on a radio station, a gospel radio station, to even host interviews or do teachings and then to have you as um, one of my guests on here. So I know that God works in his divine timing and in the order that we cannot foresee, but I just thank him and bless him for your presence with us today. And I just want to touch on some of the things that you highlighted in your bio to us because you've been on other shows and I did post that on my Facebook page. You've been on the Roland Martin show, the Tom Joyner show, BET and other media outlets. Um, I just kind of want to know where are you headed now? What is your next thing that you have going? Um, I'm actually on my Instagram page and my real officer Nakai Jones page. I think it's very important for our youth as well as our adults, because a lot of the times as adults, sometimes we think we know everything, and I say all the time, the most foolish person in the world is a person that doesn't believe they can learn something Come new. Um, so I have been posting, like, different videos to keep us aware, but now I just started something where I'm asking questions, like I ask questions, is being detained and being arrested the same. Right. Can an officer ask you for your ID so that I can, can educate us on what to do and how to do and how to stay out of certain situations and how to exercise your right. You'll never win a fight on the streets with a police officer. So that's one thing that I'm doing. Right. Um, and it's been getting a lot of attention to know that a lot of people didn't know that. Right. Things that I thought that you all knew, they don't know. Right. And so they, when you don't know, you can get yourself caught up in a worse situation. Right. So I'm trying to educate, educate um, especially the black and brown community, um, because we suffer a lot, but I'm also educating for the good officers, so the good officers don't have to go into a, come into bad conversations with people that just don't know their rights. Right, right. So I'm trying to still bridge that gap. Um, of course, I write gospel plays. I'm still doing gospel plays. Yes. Um, I did my first one here in Georgia in June, and it was amazing in Rome, Georgia. So I'm doing that, and I just wrote a police drama. Oh, and I think. Yes, I think the police drama is going to be so profound because you're going to get it from the eyes of an African-American woman, hmm. a woman of God, but also it's not just to entertain. I'm going to be teaching people their rights and teaching you the difference between a good officer and a bad officer. I've worked with officers for 22 years, some of the best of the best from to the worst of the worst. So yes. you're going to actually get into the mind of police officers, but hmm. you're also going to get into the mindset of the community and why our divide keeps us back and forth with each other and it it hinders our movement my god until we until we come together as one on one accord this stuff that's going on now is going to continue to happen that's so right. that's something else that's going to be in this police drama and i i know it's divinely touched i know god put it in my heart to write it yes. and i'm so excited i'm very excited and when can we look for that police drama to come out um, we are we are planning on shooting the trailer the first week of October, and actually I had someone reach out to me 
um, a production company, and I, I'm so grateful yes, um, because, you, you know, when you reach out to other people, it's like do, God was closing doors. He wasn't opening. I kept saying, God, I don't understand. And, God, and my uh, aunt told me one day, she said, sometimes when you pray about a door opening, if it doesn't open, it's a reason why God yes. is continuing to close it. You're not supposed to walk in that way. And I told my best friend I had a dream, and God said, I want you to create your own table. So that you'll be able to work by your own standards. You don't have to work out by the standards of others. And so you, that's um, amazing. That's amazing because I see that with you. Um, I see that in the spirit with you because you know we just we're just coming off of a five day fast, and one of the things that God was showing us in that fast is the authority and the power that we have to create and to do things outside of the box, like un, unlike anyone else. And we don't have to follow the same roadmap as everyone else just because they went in that direction. Doesn't mean that he's calling you in the same direction, that he will make a path where you can recreate anything that he has put in your spirit to do. So I see that with you and I agree with what you're, what you're saying. That's amazing. And speaking of The Truth Divided, you wrote a book called The Truth Divided. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. You want to tell yes. us a little bit? Did the book come before the um, the death of um, Alton Sterling, or did that come after? It came after. Um, I think when people talk about the blue wall, mm -hmm. to be totally honest with you all, I never gave it power. I didn't believe it. I'm, I'm being totally honest. I, I just I went to work, did my job, and came home. I was very into my community. But when I spoke out after the death of Austin Sterling, which was many, many miles away from us, two totally different states, That's right. to see how it impacted my department. I mean, I started getting death threats from my department mm. and just crazy letters in my box. And that's when I realized this blue wall is real. Yes. It, it's not fake. It's real. Right. Um, I wanted to tell my story. I wanted people to see what it felt like to feel divided. Though I knew why I became a law enforcement officer and to hear people say, no, you're part of them and you should quit your job. And I kept saying, I don't understand, but I'm out here doing better. Sometimes you have to be the change you want to see. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But then also being an African-American woman and not being foolish and being woke and knowing that there is a difference mm -hmm. in how we are treated. And I have two African-American sons and know for a fact that they treat us differently. I was so divided inside. So oh I started writing the book after the video went viral, a few months after the video went viral. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I put the book down a few times and said, I'm not writing it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. And I had my best friend, Jocelyn, was like, no, it needs to be told. It needs to be said. This yes. is going to help people, Nakaya. I'm telling you, you got to tell your story. And I couldn't tell the full story because I was still a law enforcement officer. So right. Some things I had mm -hmm. to be very careful about gotcha. how I put it inside of that book. Right. Um, and right when we were finished, we were about to send it over to the publishing company. Do you know I lost the entire manuscript? Oh, no. We couldn't find it. I'm so serious. We had it. We had gotten it edited and everything. And I said, you know what? This is God. This is God saying that I'm, I'm not supposed to do this. When I knew that was a lie. I hmm. knew Come that on. God was saying, listen here, some things you got to work for. And some things the enemy don't want that. Come time. on now. He doesn't want it. So you have to allow your voice to be heard. Yes. And so my best friend came over to the house and we stayed up all night long putting the book back together. Mm. It was, it, it, she stayed up, I mean, that's what I mean by sisterhood. She stayed yes, there God. by my side. We were delirious. Mm. And once the book was out, I, I actually released the book on my birthday. Look at God. I felt a relief. I felt like God was saying, well done. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's amazing. And I know, uh, tell the people where they can find your book at, all the different avenues where the book is available. Um, the book is on Amazon, um, and Apple Apple Books just picked it up, and I was so honored. Um, very, very honest. You can get it on Apple Apple Books. You can get it in Barnes and Noble. Mm. Um, some people have them inboxing me because they wanted my personal signature. And, That's right. Uh, Kathy, yours is on on its way Woo -woo. with your candle. <laughs> the young lady that made the candle, her uh, brother got uh, fell into a coma uh, oh, and uh, got really gosh. ill. So it took us a minute, but yours is on on its way. Amen. If you want to get it autographed by me, you can message me on Facebook, and I will make sure I get it sent out to you. Amen. The book is also in a college in Wisconsin and it's a predominantly white college. Wow. They're using it as a teaching instrument. Yes. See, and this is why that it was necessary for you to, you know, press to 
do that again because the enemy comes but to steal kill and destroy and we are aware of that we know that his tricks and you know all the plots and the scheme and the first thing that he does is he begins to mess with our minds to get us to question what we know that we truly heard we know we heard the lord say to do this but then he comes along and he plant tries to plant that seed of doubt but there's something in you that continues to know the voice of god and you move out of obedience and look at what what came together and we're all you know the all the locations that this book is and what it's doing and I truly believe now this is just in my spirit to say I truly believe that that book is going to make a difference to come for officers that come into um, training now I really do I believe that that book is going to make its way into somebody's headquarters and that there's going to be either a chief of police or somebody that looks at that book and restructure the way that they train their officers I just believe that it's a platform for them to learn because sometimes you can't see what you're in while you're in the midst of it but someone from the outside or with divine foresight or you know insight from the Lord can put it out there and show you the difference between A and B good officer battle officer that what you're doing with the drama uh, uh, event the the plays that you're writing in that book I think that's going to be um, a seed deposited in the nation that changes direction of law enforcement I truly believe that wow that was so profound what you said because on my way home from my aunt's funeral um, a few weeks ago and it was so funny because I told my mother I said my aunt's death inspired me to live Mm. I can't explain it, hard for me to explain because she got so bitter and she wouldn't forgive and she was miserable. And I, she came to me in a dream and she kept saying, live. I need you Jesus. to live. You live your foot walking, your purpose and in your destiny. And that's what I've been doing. And my mother's pastor came to me and said, do you understand who you are? Mm. And I was looking at him and I'm like, yes, I'm a child of God. I know. And he was like, no, you're a prophet for the nation. Come on. Why do you think people can hear your voice all over? I have letters from Africa. Look, all right, Jesus. I mean, all over the world, and I'm saying, God, your prayers, and like I said, people's prayers, like I didn't know that you had saw the video, and people were praying for me all over the world, yes. and you know, I didn't know. I couldn't even pray for myself. Mm, I was okay. so broken after I got fired, after speaking out, it hurt me, and then for them to take my name and demean me and say, well, she was out on sick leave, and she viewed sick leave when they knew I was out injured from right. a car accident that happened at work. It was so hard for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really rough because I felt like I had given all those years of service for nothing. Mm. And I kept hearing God say, say to me, everything you've been through, I'm going to use it for a time. Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. Your labor is not in vain. And he will. He's going to turn all that around. All things work together for the good of the, those that love the Lord and the call according to his purpose. And I know yesterday when I was just meditating, I had your bio next to me, you know, reading it through my notes and just praying for you. Um, and that scripture that we read today, Mark uh, 6, um, came into my heart. It's like God dropped it in my spirit and said, a prophet is without honor in its own country. And I was like, you know what? That's true. I know that you're a prophet because I can hear the voice in you when I watch your lives, when I watch it or even read your posts. You know the voice of God, even if it's posted because look at how the word is set up it's a written word of God so we hear God's words through the letters and so every time you post something it's always on a positive and then there's no shame in reaching out and speaking up against and not trying to compromise with those things that are wrong you know you stand on the side of righteousness and so it just reminds me of back in the days where the prophets called out to the people and they gave warnings and they gave information and they gave instructions and when the people didn't heed to the voice of God through the prophet, the people suffered. And so you can continue in your call. And, you know, I know that there's not a minister title or preacher or pastor title on you, but there is definitely a call in you. And so I see that with you. I see the Lord using you in a mighty way and you have the best of both. So you have your, your, your experience with the blue, but then you have your experience with God and all that he's going to bring you into those places. He's definitely going to not just open a door. He's going to create a new open door for you that only you can walk in and only who you bring in needs to go in you know what i'm saying and so you have to look forward to those things that are yet to come but i see your voice as one and god showed me in the spirit he said you know uh when he began to deal with me on the scripture weeks ago i think it was about two months ago when i first 
heard this text and I didn't understand it then and I didn't even know know that it was for this day but I know I heard the Lord and he began to tell me he said you know when you look at that word country a prophet is what I'll honor in his own country he said you have to break it down because within a country is a state within a, you know a, a state is a city within a city is a is a street it's a boulevard it's it's a location he said so you can be without honor just in your own neighborhood and so it made sense yeah. this morning when I heard it again and I saw you know where you traveled from the different um areas that you worked in and then when you announced that you're in Atlanta today and it's like okay she came from Cleveland and went to Atlanta but God is making room for your gift in Atlanta because you're going to have people that's willing to receive who you are and my mom was saying that on the way in she said I watched the video and I'm praying that people would just receive it you know she said they it's like they can't hear it but if they only just hear it and receive it. And I'm like, you know what, mom, you absolutely right. But it's going to come a time and it's not going to be without a fight or a struggle, but it's possible with God. All things are possible. So be encouraged. Now you was the first woman, female, let me say that again, the first African-American female officer for the city of Warrensville Heights. Yes, ma'am. Look at God. Yes. <laughs> How was that yes, experience it, on the force um, being the first African American female? Oh, it was it was rough mm -hmm. because Warrensville uh, was known back in the day for a lot of racism, so uh, they did not they didn't want women at all. My God. Um, and when uh, Marcia Fudge became mayor, she she was the person I was hired under, and I remember. I remember people telling me to whom much is given much is required oh, and no. I was like I'm ready you know I've been a cop for a long time but I had never experienced some of the things that I experienced with them I had to be better mm -hmm. everything was a trial for me I had to be better I still shared the same restrooms and changing areas as the males they wouldn't mm -hmm. even give me my own change facility wow. but because that was so minute I knew that that was a it was a bigger picture I didn't make yes. a big big issue about it. I said, that's all right. I'm here for my community. That's right. Y'all can do me. I'll just get dressed at home. So I was not afforded a lot of things that the males were afforded. And I was never looked at the same as the males. But the males would tell you in a heartbeat, all of my counterparts would say, I'll go into a fight with her any day. Mm -hmm. I'll go to a call with her any day because of my integrity. And they knew I would never leave them. So that was rough in itself. But I knew God was building me. Yes, he was building Lord. me up. I was the first firstborn child. I'm the lightest out of all my siblings. Come on. I mean, it's just so interesting. I'm like, God, this is crazy. It's like I can see my life being played out. Now I get mm, it. Um, I, I met the president, the first African-American president of the United States. When I stood next to President Barack Obama, it, I don't know if you saw the picture. I saw the picture. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I saw the picture. Yes, ma'am. I was so humbled, like, oh my God! And God was saying, "I'm setting the stage. I'm setting some things." Come on. Um, when I, when God woke me up in the middle, and I told my mom, "So at first, I was saying, I'm staying to this city. I'm gonna run for mayor, and I'm gonna make a difference." And and God had to get with me because my reasoning for wanting to run for mayor was not the right reason. Mm -hmm. I was running for mayor to show, I'm gonna show y'all. And God was saying, "But what if you can't change anything here?" Will you be able to sustain yourself? Will you be able yes. to not have anxiety? Will you be able to not? And I kept on saying, no, I wouldn't. He said, because mm. it's time for you to move. I need you to make haste. Mm. Make haste. Move to Atlanta. Oh, and I was scared. I'm being totally honest. I was afraid because I'm like, I've lived all my life in Ohio. My family is in Ohio. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it. God said, make haste. I need you to move now. Mm. Jesus. I can tell you within a month's time, I was gone. I had moved. Look at God. <laughs> That's amazing. When you walk in obedience, he said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so sometimes the order doesn't go the direction that we want it to go. And he doesn't want us to be complacent or, you know, comfortable in where we are. He is preparing us for where we're supposed to be. A lot of people miss that opportunity because they won't move. So, you know, the fact that you did step out on faith and, and walk uh, knowing that it was the Lord leading you says a lot about your character. God has to be able to trust you. You know what I'm saying? He wants to be able to know that when he said, the day you hear my voice, harden not through your heart. And so he wants us to be mindful. I know my mom was sitting over here with chills mm -hmm. when you spoke about uh, the, the, mayor. the mayor. What was you going to say, Mom? I was going to say that my son-in-law told me uh, that I should run for mayor of Las Vegas, and I did consider it. 
But then I went to the Lord, and the Lord uh, gave me different directions. Mm -hmm. So I followed the Lord's directions and decided not to. Look at God. So I have a lot more to give to the world than to be mayor of a city. I'd rather do it individually hmm. and uh, talk to the people, touch the people, and give them what I have. We have homework to do. Yes. And actually, if you turn those words opposite, it's work at home. Come on. So if you do that and take those steps that are ordered by God and do what God says, don't be disobedient, be obedient. He's going to lead you in the right direction. He's led us. Amen. And you know what, Mom, I'm glad you even pointed that out because a part of your bio uh, says that you worked with juveniles in their home while you were off duty just to help resolve conflict. You know, just to take that time to go in other people's homes to help them with their, you know, youth children resolving issues. People don't do that anymore, you know, in, in the the day and times that we live in, we don't have that community, that one person walking up and down the street with the rolled up newspaper that'll pop you on your hand if you get out of order. So that that's honorable that you even took the time to to do, you know, the work of the Lord inside other people's home off duty, you know, off duty. How was that experience for you? Um, now that, I think that that's the only thing that I missed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was, it, that was the struggle with me. Um, I knew the guy that told me my, my time in law enforcement was over. When that video went viral, I'm being honest, God was saying that was it. Look that was your God. ending right there. That was your exodus. But I was clear-headed and I was afraid. I was scared. I'm like, no, nah, this is all I know. I'm in a cop for 22 years. I had allowed Officer Jones the title to define who I was. I was afraid to step out of that comfort zone. God said, that time is over. What you needed to learn there, you've learned. That was yeah. the part I missed was servitude, going into people's homes. Mm -hmm. There are children that I took shopping with my own money, but I didn't need for people to know. I did it in my own secret That's place. Right. Nobody knew about these things. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like, Lord, what's going to happen now? You know, I... I, I thrive on helping others. That's what I'm called to do, and I know it. I, I know this, and it's so funny how God moved me from Ohio, and I'm here, and I, I actually work for a Survivor Outreach Center. Mm. So I speak life into so many young men. It's a, it's a few women, but young men that feel like I messed up with the law, and now I'm nothing. Mm. They feel like I was put in jail, and they're, they're released, but they're still locked up and in jail in their mind. I keep telling them the most powerful thing you could do is have a changed mind. Yes, if yes. you are still if you still have that same mentality that you had before you're not you're gonna to continue to keep to to, uh, to do the same cycle over and over again. So I've right. been speaking life into them. And I told my husband, I said to see them come to life, I just cry. Like I I wanna cry like a baby, like thank you Lord. Man. Thank you God for allowing me to be able to speak to them and they hear me. Yes, yes. And that's the important part is that they're receptive to what you're giving. It's starting to make sense. I like to hear in the spirit when people are talking and it's starting to make sense, you know, who you are in, in, in this whole race and some of the things that God was uh, speaking to me just now when you were talking about the men was he took me back to um, Moses, you know, uh, the, the, when he was in the, in the Nile. He took me back to that and how he was saved and set aside for the people to bring them out of Egypt. And so um, one thing that he was speaking to me, he said, you have to remember the attacks on the boys didn't start with, with, with Eric Gardner or Alton Sterling or, you know, none of the other. He said, there's been an attack on the males uh, from, from the beginning of time. And so this is why your voice is so important and also a threat to the enemy's kingdom is because not only are you going after the women, and there's enough women to go after women, but you are also opening an opportunity and a voice for these young boys to hear you and it's not often that a young man or teenage boy wants to hear a woman say anything, you know, to them about direction or correction. And so God was showing me, he said, you have to look at the attacks. They've been on the males. They've been on the boys for, for years to come. And so this is why the enemy tries to, to come against you is because he doesn't want you because a male is the seed and the seed has to plant in order for the, it to fertilize and grow. And so there's an attack on that seed still, but you are brought into this nation into this world, into this opportunity from officers. That's why you were able to fit in the life.
locker room with all the men and not really trip off of, you know, having your own. This is why you were able to go into places where other women weren't allowed to go. This is why you were chosen to be the first African-American woman in Warrensville. He said, because I can use what you have. I can sneak you in. I can cover you while you in there. And when you in there, you make the change and you make the difference. And so this is why, this is what I'm hearing in the spirit. This is why is because the boys nowadays that are growing up, the men that are growing up without fathers or, or the, even the daughters, but I'm going to just focus on what God is putting in my ear. The men, the young boys, the, 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 teenage boys is because your voice as a prophet will reach them because of how you are and the experience that you bring with you and the compassion that you bring along with you because you're real, like you're transparent and you're approachable and you're relatable and you're loving and you're kind. Like you say, you do your arms, you know, in secret, you don't do them before men to be glorified. You know, you give God the glory and then you can hear the Lord. So he leads you into those places. It's not just you going. God is leading you into those places with those juveniles. So yes, the enemy is going to come because he doesn't want you to save the seed bearer. That's one thing he doesn't want you to do. So continue to pray in that area that you be able to see and hear. When you start to look at things, you'll see yourself being more of just one woman in a male dominant place. But God put you there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Don't get discouraged. God put you there. And if he put you there, that means he was there before you got there. And that means he's all around you. He's in front of you, behind you, beside you. And he'll continue to stay with you as long as like like you and Mother Joanne said, to be obedient in his voice. You know, don't let the enemy get you caught up in anything. Stay firm and steadfast in the word of God. Oh my God! You just you. I'm I'm trying not to get out the car and run. <laughs> Don't run, baby. I'm a, I'm a runner. I will run, but everything is so weird because I. And when I say weird, I mean peculiar, which means I know a God. Yes. It means yes. That I know man couldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. I just told my husband. I said it's so funny because the enemy wanted me to hate me. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have a father. My father wasn't around. Um, my brother did something that was very foul to my daughter. Mm. So a lot of times where I've been hurt the most, I was hurt by men. Look at God. But the enemy tried to harden my heart towards men, but it didn't work. And now I'm out here advocating for men and telling them, you are not niggas, you are kings. Come on, yes. the narrative. That is not who you are. There's a spirit in that word, and they don't understand that. It's a spirit. They want y'all to embrace it and say, no, we're changing it to mean this. No, it means what it means. It means what it means. You are kings. You have to speak and to see these young men now saying, what's up, king? Hmm. Yes. It's certain things that they don't do when they say I'm a king because it don't fit. Mm. When you say I'm a nigga, anything fits. Mm. So it's all about, it's so, oh my God, like you gave me chills from like, oh, that was just, thank you. I just want to thank you. I have, I just want to tell you. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. But I can hear this as you speak. I can hear the Lord speaking to me as you speak, telling me what this is. You know, even just now when you're speaking, I can hear the Lord said what she's doing is confusing the language. It's like the Tower of Babel. You know what I'm saying? It's not that normal. Now they don't know how to communicate because you've taken the power away. And everything that you're doing is going to be contagious in other countries, in other areas, in other states, in other cities. So you don't have to go to every place. God is going to send his word through. Somebody's going to travel from Atlanta to California calling someone king. And that's going to catch. Somebody's going to travel from California to Vegas calling somebody king. And that's going to catch. You just have to plant the seed. God said continue to to confuse the language of the enemy. Because, of course, when they're all with one language, when everybody's a nigga, then, yeah, they're working together. But when you begin to confuse the language, it's like you no longer can build that that tower. You can't work no more that way. you got to put those nigga tools down and you got to pick up your crown. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you're about. You're about the kings and the queens. Turning us, putting us back in our rightful places, yes, the royalty. Yes, we are king's kids. So, yes. you know, we don't have to call ourselves something that we're not. And so that's what you're establishing kingdom. <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> you're establishing the kingdom yes. in a different way. And Atlanta is going to hear about you in a different way. You know, the spiritual side of who, uh, how do you pronounce it? Nakaya. Mm-hmm. Nakai, yes. the spiritual side of who you are is going to break loose in that city. Trust and believe. It's not just going to be officer Nakaya. It's going to be something more that's going to break loose in that city. They, the Atlanta won't know what hit them 
in a minute. They won't know what hit them, but they're going to receive you there because God sent you there. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be some that reject you, but there you're, there's going to be more to receive you than those naysayers that, you know, that's mad at you. So you don't have to worry about the yeah. little folks. You just keep riding with, with the ones God put in your circle and continue to go and grow in God. But just know that you're not alone in this. You know what I'm saying? The Lord sees you. He hears you and he knows you. And he has so many amazing plans for you. And I can see him and it's like, it's so, like you said, weird. It's strange that, you know, that video led me to just send you a friend request and then it, it that video was years ago. And it's not like we've ever communicated or anything, but I've always watched. And I'm a watcher. I like to watch people and how they are and, you know, how they, and it's just like something about you that stood out. It's light. It's light. It's light. And you're drawn to light. People are drawn to you because you bring light, you know, in, in whatever fashion. And as I was watching the video again last night, I'm looking when it got to the part where you start calling people out. I can hear that voice of the prophet. I can hear it. You know, you just calling them out. If you're this, then, you know, put the badge down. If you can't work in a black community, go work somewhere else. Get a transfer. Take the badge. Whatever the case may be, that's the voice of the prophet. You know what I'm saying? And you have to know that that's the voice that God gave you. Mm. Walk in your authority, mm. woman of God. Yes. You have the authority. You don't need permission. You've already been commissioned. You have the authority to walk in his power and do great things among men and women. So just continue to know that from the Lord. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, you just gave me. I mean, it's, it's so funny how God will put people in your path to inspire you and to continue to energize you because you know when you speak you when I speak to people sometimes I get so drained yes because I'm pouring so much out and then God will say put somebody here to say all right I need you to speak back seek life back at her so she can get back to where she needs to and it's weird because when I was on the Bishop Jake's show mm -hmm. he told me this I'll never forget this is in 2000 or 2017 or the end of 2016 he said there are people watching you be mindful of how you be mindful to always stay in line with who you are, your yes. integrity, your moral, the woman of God you are, because there are people that are watching you from behind the scenes and when the time comes they're gonna reach out to you. This is so and so when you just wow. say that I'm just sitting there like, Oh, this is really, really crazy like the young man that um and I, I'm going to ask you just to go in prayer about it, but I know mm -hmm. that it's divinely sent. The young man that called me and said, Hey, Ms. Jones, I've been watching you. I can tell you where I was when your video went viral. Hmm. I own my own company here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is what we do. I want to tell your story. Hmm. I want to film you. I, I'm still saying, Lord, I've been praying for it, but the doors that I was trying to, I was trying to open, you were saying, and he said, I already have a, a, a relationship with Netflix. I have a relationship with Amazon. I can walk right in the door. Right. And I'm sitting here with my eyes open, like, and tears are running down my face. He said, "I honor you. Mm -hmm. You have, you are the voice for the voices. You changed my life." Oh and my I God. wanted to just cry, like, and I'm saying, "Lord, you brought this. You, I know this was divine." Because hmm. everybody else, I've been reaching out to, and God said, "Not, it's not time. No, right." right. Or He'll say, "No," or I'll see something in them, and God will say, "No, hmm. you can't." Because I have to be careful of. I know I have to be careful where I plant any seed. Yeah, that's I have right. to make sure it's on good ground because I know it's going to reap a harvest no yes, matter what. Yes, Lord. And that's real. And I'm going to be praying, you know, I'm going to be praying. But, you know, I believe that God does things in a, such a unique way. The fact that you were looking for the door was already saying enough, you know, because God opens doors that no man can close and closes doors that no man can open. And he says that he will give unto you. You know what I'm saying? Into your bosom. He will command men to give. And so in your faithfulness unto God, he commands them to give. And so it's it's amazing that people just come out the blue and say, I want to do this for you. All you have to do is say, Lord, is it is this you? Is this you? And God yeah. will speak to you and say, move forward. Like he told you to move to Atlanta, he'll tell you to move in, forward in that, in that uh, area. But you know it's a divine connection. So move in faith and don't worry about anything else. My mom was flagging me over when you were talking. She said, what does, she was uh, calling out a scripture. She said, what does that scripture say? So we pulled it up in a Bible. She wants to read it to you. It says, yes. behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
Look at God. <laughs> Luke ten nineteen. Amen. See, she was asking me, she said, what does Luke ten nineteen say? I, I, so I had to pre- pull it up on the Bible for her. And she said, that's it. Wow. That's what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, put that scripture in your, in your heart today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as you move forward throughout the city and throughout the, the land and throughout the country, know that he's giving you the power. And that's his power, his divine power to allow you to move and allow you to go and allow you to make those changes. It's because of the God in you. And God has favored you already. If he told you that that after that video, that was it, he already knew. What better way to bow out gracefully than to go with a bang? You know, what video could have come after that one? You think about it. (laughs) That reached everywhere and everyone. You know, strangers, friends, family, and enemies. That video reached enough people mm-hmm. where God said, that's enough. So, you know, it's yeah. it's redirection, you know, but it's it's all his divine directive. It's, it's all in God's timing. And so, you know, we just, we're thanking God for you. I know I'm overjoyed. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless at times. Man. I love hearing her voice. I love what she's doing and when she, when it comes to the kids. Uh, I, I raised six boys and two girls and trust me, uh, they grew up to be good men. So I know if I can raise six boys and two girls, I know that the women in the world, you can raise these boys, mm-hmm. get these boys up. Yeah. Let them know that they're loved. You know, pull up your pants, son, and come on, you know, because yeah. God can use you, you know, in the music, in the testimony. There's so many testimonies. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll feed you, we'll clothe you, and we have done that. We're here for every child. We're here. Just reach out to us so we know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mama has that that mother, mother spirit. She like, she's everybody's mama in the church. Everybody, all my <laughs> friends, all my friends my age, they, that's mama. Yeah, that's, that's who she that's is. <laughs> that's, home. Yeah, that's mama. That's mama. But uh, what, what other projects do you have coming up other than your, um, your drama feature? And of course, this open door, this blessing that's coming through. Do you have anything else coming down? Any other books? I know you wrote the one, but do you have another book you thinking about writing? Yes. Mm. Yes, I am. I am. It's so funny because I've been, I have been told uh, by an African sister that I met here in Atlanta. She has her own, she has her own bookstore and she actually just took my book and put it in her store. She told me, she said, this book right here was just a catalyst. Mm. Now the truth is inside you. I need you to write it. And I said, I'm ready. So yes, I'm going to write. Yes. I'm going to write a second book where all everything is going to be put in the open. It's going to actually even talk about my faith journey and how when I was at home after I got after I um, was fired, I went into a depression because I didn't know who mm-hmm. I was. And I'm being totally honest, and that's why I always try to speak to the woman and say, know who you are. Don't allow others to dictate who you are. Right. Because if you don't, it will destroy you. And I mean, I went into a deep deep depression and I'm a woman of God but mm-hmm. I was so depressed I mean to the point where I was saying I don't care I'm not gonna kill myself but if I don't wake up tomorrow I won't be upset right right but I didn't know that God was dealing with me he needed to strip everything from me yeah. everything everything that I had value on he took it I mean I was just dislocated. I mean, it was like I was not connected to anybody. Hmm. My mom was afraid. She was like, I'm about to kick your door in. What is going on? My husband, it was like God even put him in a place where he couldn't even help me. It was like I had to totally lean on him. And one day I went in the bathroom. I was 215 pounds. Mm. I went in the bathroom and I was crying. I said, I don't like this person I am. People keep running all over me and I'm not beautiful. And I wish I could see myself through the eyes of you, God, how you see me. And I just cried. And God said, open your eyes. Uh That's why I always say hashtag I'm woke. Hmm. That was an experience for me. He said, open your eyes. And when I looked in the mirror, I was like, I don't like this. Wait on me. I don't like it. He said, that's because you're carrying unforgiveness. Hmm. You're carrying bitterness. You know why you have lupus? You have lupus because you stuffed your feelings for so many years. And now it's starting to affect your body. Come on now. And it was like he took me through a whole transformation. So every morning I would get up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. And it was so weird at first. Mm -hmm. 
I kept saying, but I don't see myself as beautiful. And then when I started to believe it, then God said, there's some things that you need to forgive. And then, I mean, he took me back to childhood. Yes. Things that I didn't even know that had been affecting me. And I had to forgive it. I was on the floor crying. Mm. My husband was like, he, and he'll tell you, he said, I'm a man of God, but I, I can tell you, I know there's a God because I watched my wife go through some things. I started speaking in tongues. It was, mm. it was something that I can't even explain Jesus. to you. Like God broke me to my knees. Yes. To the point where I was reading, he would have me opening up the Bible at certain places and reading scripture. And it was like affirmation and he was having me speak. And then he would have prophets walking to me, walking and talking to me and telling me why I kept seeing numbers in threes. Hmm, I started seeing everything God. in threes, three, 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 one, one, one. I would see everything in threes. And I knew that that was God's sign for me. Yes. And I started just just really believe in that and then the hardest thing for me was forgiving my mayor and my chief mm, i'm being honest that's right and it depart i kept saying no i kept saying no i'm pissed they're gonna pay for this and god said to me said now you got a choice this is your this was that was my exodus right there he was like this is your yes. crossroads you can either give it to me or you can keep it on yourself and if you want to do it yourself i'm gonna let you do it hmm. So you either have to decide what you and that day I'll never forget. I just cried and I said, Lord, please take it. It's killing me. Yes. It's killing me. Oh, and I God. just cried and I I gave it to him. And it's like I could breathe again. The next thing I know, I was sitting on a sitting on a, a scale and it was saying you're hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, I haven't been hundred and fifty pounds since I was in high school. Hmm. And the weight and the weight is staying off of me too. Look at God. You know, I'm I'm glad you even brought that up because coming off of this fast, we was on, um, God called me to a five-day fast, nothing but water. And um, it was amazing because I began to research different things about fasting um, and the healing and stuff. And God told me, he said, bring me what you love. And so, you know, I was bringing them some of the issues that I know that I battle with. I brought them the, the glutton, you know, the over overeating and stuff like that, because I had put on a lot of weight also. And I brought them cussing. I'm going to just keep it real. I'm still a preacher, but, you know, I have some, some shortcomings, some issues. And so once I got into the depths of the fast, God began to call out other things and show me and teach me what glutton was. He said, it's not just food that you're taking on. You're trying to take on every assignment, like everything that people want you to do and ask you to do you yes 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 he said no that's you're trying to you know hoard it he said and I need you to release but one thing that came to me while you was talking because I was supposed to uh, speak last week but uh, the person that I was going to speak for had gotten um, took in sick but had, God had given me a word called the value of an empty vessel and that's what it sounds like with you when God emptied you out because he said a lot of times people want to be full not just in your eating and your 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 feeding yourself people want their full bank account they want a full relationship they want you know full yeah. this and that he said but there's value in an empty vessel he said because if you're already full I can't put nothing in you but if you allow me to empty you out I can pour into you what I want you know I don't want old wine and new wine skin so when I make you new on the outside I gotta put something new on the inside so it's not just a flushing and a releasing but it's a uh, you know moving all of that out all the old stuff the bitterness everything that that took and attached itself to you and called itself lupus you know what I'm saying everything that that, that, wow. that connected to you connected to the glands connected to the bloodstream connected mm. to the the skin and the muscles and called itself lupus because you are holding tight and that's what lupus causes that tightness those stones you know what I'm saying and it's like you had to let all that bitterness and forgiveness unforgiveness go so that God could heal your body from the inside and then when he healed it from the inside it transformed on its own from the outside yes. you know what I'm saying it wasn't even something that you had to go running up and down a thousand stairs to do God was saying in this, this season no more gimmicks mm -hmm. quit giving people gimmicks quit having people pay a bunch of money to get plastic surgery weight loss if they come to me yes. you know what I'm saying if they bring their issues to me I'll heal you from everything and so that's what it is there's value in an empty vessel so when, when you allow God to move through you and to empty you out of all those things that you had to release God said now I can put something in this vessel now and then you know what he does with the vessel he uses the vessel in the kingdom 
He uses the vessels, you know what I'm saying, of his, that he chooses. And then he displays. Think about a vessel being a vase. He displays it for the world to see its beauty. And when the light shines on it, when the sun, hallelujah, Jesus. the S-O-N shines on it, they begin to see his glory and no longer see you. They'll see God in you. And they'll see the light yes. of the sun shining up on you so God can get the glory out of your life. This is just a glory walk that you're on. It's a glory walk that you're on. Wow. <laughs> that is good. Oh, y'all, I'm, this is so powerful. Like, I'm about to be like, where y'all at? I'm about to, I need to come We in Vegas. Here. Come on. We in Las Vegas, Nevada. So when I tell you, oh, my God, like, you are speaking so much life into me. I, I, it is funny because on the women's page that I have, I was mm-hmm. telling them, we were saying, what did you do to lose the weight? And I kept saying I didn't do anything. Come on. It was God. I'm not making this up. Yes. I'm telling you. And my husband's like, she's telling the truth. I watched her. Mm-hmm. I didn't exercise. I didn't work out. It was just, but he was taking, when I tell you, and I tell people all the time, when you're going through that forgiveness stage, yeah. it hurts. Yes, it because does. Because you have to feel that pain. And you got to release it. It hurts. I'm t- I mean, I was on the floor not running from a nose, I'm crying, mm. I'm like, and then he was bringing up things that I thought I had forgiven, I'm like, no wonder it always mm. took me to get angry, Jeez. I hadn't forgiven it yet, Yeah. so now it's like, I can walk in a room with certain people and smile and say, how are you, I don't have to be connected to you, right. but I can I can respect you and how you doing and keep right. it moving, and then in just what you said about letting things go, I'm one of those people that, especially at work, mm-hmm. if I went into a house and children weren't eating, I would immediately be like, oh, my God, what can I do to help these babies? Yes, yes. And then I would do what I could do, but I would go home and be up all night long, like, oh, my God, what can I do? Yeah. Oh, my Lord, the mother. I, I mean, I was taking on so much yeah. pressure from my job. I didn't know how that God said, all you're supposed to do is be a light for me That's and it. let it go. Hmm. I'm the Savior. You're hmm. not the Savior. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I realized that I was carrying a lot of people's burdens. Oh, my God, you just, you just Jesus, set me on fire. Listen, I know one thing. I'm going to need you to email me your phone number because we're going to have more talks than this. God is going to do some amazing yes. things with you. I want you to leave the people with some last words, anything encouraging, comments, uh, correction, whatever the prophet has to speak on this morning. Um, I know I've been saying it a lot, but I think it's so important for us. I understand that a lot of us have fallen into this trap of how they see us, and we have defined ourselves by what people say about us. I am asking you today to change the narrative. Show people who you are. Define yourself. Find your true purpose. Find out who you are. And once you find out who you are, you be proud of who you are. You put your crown on. You walk in your authority. You stand and don't you allow anybody to ever make you go backwards once you step into that sort of position. Yes, amen. amen. I receive that too. Uh, yes, amen. Too. Do you want to pray us out this morning? Who me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Mama was going to do it. I, thought, I was like, all right, Mama, you going to set us on fire? <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll pray us it's out. But if you want to pray okay, us yeah. out, I like to give my guests room to do you know, if, if, if it's in your spirit to do, I, we would love it. But it, I, like I said, we follow the Lord. If it's not, I got us. Don't worry about it. All right. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, Lord. First of all, I want to thank you for opening doors that we didn't even see, God. Yes. I want to thank you for your divine connection, Lord, that you are putting in place, Lord. I want to thank you for the favor of God that's upon all of our lives, Lord, yes, right now God. in the name of Jesus, Lord. We want to thank you for the healing, the healing of your people, Lord. Yes, oh where you said, if my people are called by my name, will hmm. turn there with a way to seek my face, you will come and heal the land. And Lord, yes, we're standing the gap as your people, God. We're coming to you humble, God. God, we yes, turn away Lord. from our wicked ways, Lord, so that you will come and use us yes, to help God. heal the land. Yes, we just thank you, God. We just thank you and we praise you, you God. We thank praise you. you. We praise you that praise everyone that God. hears this message right now, they get something from it, God, yes, and they grow. Yes, In the name of Jesus, we pray. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you, woman of God, for taking the peace of your day just to spend the time with me and my special guest, my mom. <laughs> Uh, we love you so much. I can't wait to get the book so I can read it. And I know I'm going to pass it over to Mama so she yes. can read it. Yes. But I know that this yes. is not 
Oh, and uh, Pastor Jay in here waving his hand, talking about he want a book. He want a book. So I'm going to have to order Pastor Jay an autograph copy. I want you to uh, tell, I'm gonna give tell, you. tell your mom and Pastor Jay I will send them send two extra books for them Bless with you. your book. Amen. Yes. I so want to be, I, 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 that will be an honor. Amen. Amen. So we look forward to hearing and seeing all the great things that God is doing. Um, we want everybody out there to know, follow her uh, police brutality uh, Instagram page. I'll post it on my website today. Um, not on my website, on my Facebook page. Um, and continue to pray her strength in the word and in the world and all the things that she has standing in front of her. Uh, and the things that have already passed behind her that she walked only into open doors. Amen. So we thank you, uh, Officer Jones. God bless you. We love you and have a wonderful day. All right, you too. Love you too. God bless. Bye-bye. Is there anybody in here have that testimony? So glad I made it, I made it through, I made it through. So glad I made it, so glad I made it. I could have lost my mind, I could have lost my mind. You almost threw in the towel. But when you look back over your life, you realize I made it down. I made it down. I made it down. I made it down.